I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community. I have nearly three decades of experience in social work. I've only worked in urban centers. The primary focus of my practice is children and their families. I invest in children. I help create environments where children are seen, heard, nurtured, cherished, and safe to explore both their internal and external worlds. I am dedicated to helping adults repair and strengthen their primary relationships in such a way that they bring up competent, healthy, successful families where positive self-esteem and self-concept are the norm. Individuals and families make community. So when I say to you, let's build community, I'm speaking to the inherent human desire to belong. Here is where you belong. Thank you for being a part of my community. Let's build. So this is the one where I want to talk about um, why I never told my son about Santa Claus and why he's never had the belief in Santa Claus. Um, The first uh, premise to that practice is the fact that I believe that in order to raise free black children, the patriarchy and white supremacy must die. And I have always believed um, that traditions like uh, telling your kids that um, some father figure from outside of their home is going to be their saving grace um, in this world of, of madness and bring them all these toys and treasures really is a nod to the patriarchy and, um, and also white supremacy because in these United States of America, according to Megyn Kelly, Santa Claus has always been and will always be white. So when my son was born, I knew that Santa Claus was not going to be a practice that would happen in my house. Like we were never going to go um, stand in no long lines so that he could sit on some guy's lap and tell him all the, the wishes and, and, and desires of his heart. Um, I have had numerous family members be upset with me about the fact that I made the decision that I was not going to teach my son about Santa Claus um, because they were like, well, that, then you're taking away the magic of childhood and, you know, what is he going to believe in? And I thought to myself, well, there's Jesus. So he could believe in Jesus. Um, so... <laughs> So here's how this began. Um, My child is born, and he's a little somebody. He's um, born in the summertime. So by the time his first Christmas came, he was about six months old. And, and, you know, he's six months old. He don't know nothing. So I didn't really even stress about any of it. You know, um, the gifts that year were real, real simple. I think he got a rocking horse and, like, something that made noise. Um, And that was it, right? And then uh, the next year, you know, he was talking because he was uh, he was all of 18 months old and he he could complete sentences and he was walking and running and all kinds of stuff. And so, um, again, there was no there was no Santa Claus, but we did. We watched movies and we drank cocoa and and we created these other traditions where um, my my family would come over um, in the morning and I would fix brunch 
and he would be there and everybody would be there to watch him open up his gifts. And he was like, I'll, you know, my whole, my whole world is here. My aunts, my uncle, you know, my grandmas, I'm, everybody's here. This is the best time of my life. And for him, Christmas was about this family gathering. So that's when he's about one and a half years old. So then you get to two and a half and people are like, now you're really going to have to introduce Santa Claus because we're going to tell him where all these gifts come from. So again, you know, um, having grown up Christian um, and having grown up Christian with a revolutionary mother who um, who did not believe in the patriarchy and really in her own way every day uh, takes a whack at it to smash it. Um, so I never had this this idea of of Jesus as um, a white guy. Right. Coming in on a white horse to save us all. It was very different. My, my experience of Jesus was always very different based on my mother's spiritualism and her mother before her. So we're very spiritual in our family. And so religious practices don't really, you know, we don't, we don't really do religious practices. So anyway, getting back to the Santa Claus thing. So um, we're, we're there. And, um, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell them that Christmas is Jesus's birthday because technically in the, the Christian tradition, that's what we're supposed to be celebrating is the birth of Christ. So then, um, you know, when he's like two and a half, I'm like, we're going to have a birthday party for Jesus. And because Jesus is so amazing, you also get gifts because Jesus was the first gift for us from God. And my kid was like, Oh my God, we're going to get balloons and we got to make a cake. So then the the tradition for him when he was little was then what kind of balloons do we think Jesus would like and what kind of cake would he like? And and so but there still wasn't a Santa Claus, you know, and there wasn't a reason for Santa Claus because he was uh, tiny and he wasn't around other kids talking about it. And then my cousins and didn't have kids his age. And then when the, my cousins did have kids who were around his age because he's a little bit older than um than some of his uh than some of his cousins um you know they just they didn't really talk about Santa Claus cuz they had other things to talk about like teenage mutant ninja turtles and the power rangers so anyway so then um but when he got to be 3 he went to preschool and it became an issue so one day around um the holiday season he comes home he's just like mom all these kids at school are talking about this guy. And I was like, what guy? He said, you know, this guy, this, this, this Santa Claus guy. Well, what are you, well, what are they saying about this Santa Claus guy is what I'm saying to my kid. And he's like, well, they're, they're saying that he brings presents. Like he just comes to their house and drops off gifts. <laughs> so, so he and I are sitting there and we're, we're like dissecting this. I was like, so you, do you believe that, um, that's possible like a stranger is going to just come to your house that you've never met before and give you presents he was like well I mean I'm gonna go back and ask them but I think that's how it works like he just shows up and gives you stuff well how does he know what to give you and he's like I I don't know I'm gonna ask the kids at school so then he comes back and he's like mom so this is what they tell me they said you gotta you gotta have a list and you send it to the guy and then he brings you the gifts. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we're trying to, and we're thinking about it. And I was like, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe we could just, you know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. He's like, yeah, because, you know, 
we really shouldn't be taking stuff from strangers. I was trying to tell the kids at school, don't take stuff from strangers, but they just, they weren't, they weren't feeling me. They were telling me that this Santa Claus thing is, is really where it's at. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this Santa Claus thing is real. So, and he's like me either. Um, anyway, so for Jesus's birthday this year, I think we should make mud cake. And so we made mud cake with the, uh, with the, with the gummy worms inside. And it was chocolate pudding. Cause, uh, my son tends to think that Jesus would probably be a huge fan of chocolate. So, so we went on, you know, the year goes, um, there's no Santa, uh, and he didn't mention them again that particular year. And so I keep continuing on in my life, not thinking too much about it because it's not a part of our family's tradition. And then kindergarten shows up and this is the big bang boom of Christmas and the Santa Claus thing. I mean, like every single kid in my kid's Santa Claus, kindergarten class had a fixation around um, Santa Claus. And at this point, um, you know, not only we were deeply steeped in our own tradition of this is Jesus's birthday, we're going to make a cake, there's going to be balloons, um, and we're going to sing happy birthday, and their gift's going to be here for you as well because Jesus is such an amazing um, individual that he wants to make sure that everyone gets gifts and, you know, and God gave us Jesus, who was the first gift. And that's the reason why we're celebrating this day. So but this but this one was like, you know, this was this was the pent ultimate because you're five and five year olds know everything. I don't know if anyone is a, is a parent, but straight five year olds know everything. They are superheroes and it's an amazing time in their life. And, you know, they're just the champion of the world. So he just he shows up and he's just like, listen, mom. We we got to deal with the Santa Claus issue like he's the kids say he's real. They're talking about it everywhere. And I'm thinking that maybe I should um, we should do something in honor or recognition of and he does. He does. He talks like that in honor or recognition because I'm his mother of this guy. And I was like, OK, so what do you think we do like? You know, we don't want Jesus to feel slighted because it's his birthday. So do we like how do we set this up? So then my kid, who was brilliant, says, how about we just set a plate for him? And if he shows up, he can have some food. How about that, mom? I was like, oh, so we're just going to set a plate for, for Santa Claus just in case. He's like, yeah, just in case, just in case. So that Christmas. Um, we began the tradition of setting a plate aside for Santa Claus just in case he showed up to Jesus's birthday party. My son kept getting deeply marred into these conversations with his classmates, debates really, because his mother had never told him about Santa Claus, but we very much celebrate Christmas. So he would tell his class, he told me, he said, Mom, I think that Santa is really my friend's parents, but their parents don't want to tell them that. So it's a trick to get their kids to do good so they can get presents. But really, it's the parents. Now, he came up with that on his own. I didn't say anything about it. I, you know, I've already made my peace. Christmas is Jesus' birthday, and that's the way I'm dealing with it. 
But in that conversation, when my when my kid initiated that conversation around his fifth Christmas, right? And I, I just started to think about that. I said, you know what that is? This is me thinking it to myself, not to the kid. But I was like, isn't that what's at the root of the patriarchy and white supremacy? Isn't that what's at the root of it? Is that these are the things that we are told so that we'll behave so that we can get things. So if you are a good girl and you are submissive and obedient, you will get a husband who'll take care of you, right? If you are um, a good, quiet, calm black woman, you know, who doesn't make a ruckus, right, and doesn't make the nice white people uncomfortable, then you will get a nice job where you can, you know, pay to live, right? So it's like we we tell ourselves these stories and we're told these stories by society because they they manipulate us and trick us into behaving in ways that are acceptable to others so then we can get stuff. And it doesn't matter if it's the stuff that you actually need to live or if it's the stuff that you need to survive or if it's the stuff that you need to, to just operate as a healthy and whole human being that doesn't matter the bottom line is that if you if you got it you got it first do your part which is this good behavior so my son triggered triggered that um pathway down there for me and I started to think as a conscious parent you know when I'm teaching him that Christmas is Jesus's birthday and that's the reason why we celebrate because we're Christians and this is our tradition as Christians um and I take away the uh the manipulation of if you behave, then you get. If if you succumb to my will, and then I will do. Because that's not how this, the Christian tradition works in the way that I was raised, right? So, in, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer a minute into my own spiritual practice. So the way that I was raised is that... Um, Jesus is the gift, and God offered Jesus as a pathway to him, right? And he offered that to me as a pathway to him, regardless as to what it is that I've done or who it is that I have become or who it is that I have been. So I get to walk the pathway that is Christ's way, the way that he made, regardless as to who I am. See, that's anti-patriarchy. That's anti-white supremacy. That's not contingent upon my behavior or my personhood that's that doesn't have anything to do with me so when Christmas comes around even when my son is doing all the things that that challenge me as a parent I have to remember that it's not contingent upon his behavior it's not contingent upon who he has been you know if he's gotten a d in his math class that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I love him and I'm proud of him and whether or not he receives from me because I love him and I'm proud of him because that's the example that I get from my tradition and my practice as a Christian. So going back to the Santa Claus situation, 
So with this this kid, you know, who's who's come to this realization that Santa Claus is probably his friend's parents and they're probably telling them this so that they'll do good. And then he's looking at him. He's just like, but mom, you should do good because it's just the right thing. You shouldn't do good because you're going to get something for it. Now, you know, he's like five and a half at that point. So, you know, of course, later on in life, he does do other things that that's like this morning. He made me um, breakfast uh, with cheesy grits and an apple because he wants something. Right. So 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 don't think that he's like this new ah, the Dalai Lama like kid. But but so but that moment he did. He got it. He got this. He got the point of it. Right. He got the point of why there is a Christmas celebration in the tradition of his mother that he's now inherited and why that tradition doesn't include this idea of a white patriarchal angel coming in and, um, and gifting him something because he's done what was um, in that white patriarchal angels idea of good. Right. So, um, so the, so I get challenged and I get challenged a lot because I never told him about Santa Claus, but at the same token, I've also never, ever said to a kid, well, you shouldn't believe in Santa Claus because that's just the white patriarchy and, and supremacy, um, coming down and, and, and putting a cloud over uh, what it should be a very pure tradition. I don't do that because that is not right. Um, you leave people their traditions and their beliefs, right? Because it's your traditions and your beliefs that gives you that sense of belonging. And that's what helps you solidify and build your community. So as we move on through life, um, now my son is older. So he's not, he's, not a little, he's not a little bitty guy anymore. He's actually a really big guy who eats a lot. And and now that he's older, the traditions um, remain. They're, they're, they have a different feel to them. So, you know, we're still honoring the fact that Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Jesus was the first gift, you know, from God. And, and because of the pathway that Jesus showed us, which is really about getting closer and, and having a personal relationship with God, um, we still honor that on that day on December 25th. And we, we don't talk about, we don't talk about Santa Claus because it doesn't have anything to, to do with him. Right. So in all the spaces and places where I can, I purposefully remove the, um, the, the, the cloud of patriarchy and white supremacy over my son from over my son. Right. And I have to. So first I have to analyze those things within me and then I can remove them from his space so that he can be a free black kid. Which which I think is the thing about him that is the most um, jarring for people when they meet him is the fact that here is a kid. He's black. He grew up in the city. And and yet his idea of who he is is so free right like he he can imagine a world where he can be a soccer player or a game designer or you know the president or an astronaut 
Like he can imagine a world where he is an animation creator, right? Which is so different from where I grew up. So, you know, like we don't, we're not stressed about when I grew up, you know, as a black person, as a woman, as a girl growing up, you could be a nurse, you could be a teacher, or you could be like a, a clerk or a, a secretary. Like that, that was it. Those were your pathways to success as a, as a black girl. Like that's, and every black girl that I knew wanted to be a nurse or a teacher or some type of a secretary. Like that was, that was it. Those were your three pathways. And then black boys pathways were like, I'm going to work in the plant. Right. Um, They had a little bit more of expenses so they could work in the plant. They could be a doctor or they could be a teacher or a lawyer. And that was it. And then, and then, and then you had basketball, football star. Or, you know, of course, singer and dancer. So those were all the offshoots. The um, the dream jobs was basketball, football, singer, dancer. But then, you know, when you had to come more down to earth, you know, you was like, well, I'll probably go work for one of the big three because I lived, I grew up in DG, Detroit and everybody knew about the big three. Or I could be, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, or a, a teacher. Because that's what we saw. So that was it. So your, so your view of um, of what you could be, as it relates to work was limited and your view of who you could be was limited. Right. Because it's like, you know, growing up when I was growing up in the seventies and in the eighties, there was a very, there was a limitation on what you could be as a, as a woman, like girls and women wore dresses and skirts and sometimes pants and shorts. Right. There was a limit even on what you could wear and how you expressed yourself. Like a girl or a woman walking around with short hair was unacceptable. And the same token, a boy or a man walking around with long hair was unacceptable. So then here we are living in a different century, in a different society. And if we want to raise free black children, we have to know that it's time to break the shackles of white supremacy and patriarchy. And we can break those things at this point in our existence as a people and still be connected to our community and still grow in our community and still heal in our community. So this is the one about how I realized that in order to raise my son as a free black child, I had to abolish the idea of Santa Claus because he represented white supremacy and the patriarchy. I'm Wanda Olubala. This is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community.